What's up, everyone? We're back for post-game Locked On Bucks. Look at Frank. He's up late. What time is it? It's nearly midnight, but he's still wide awake because the Bucks blew out the Lakers, which uh, is always fun. And Giannis was unstoppable tonight. 44 points, 15 rebounds. We're going to break down that performance. Uh, Bobby Portis was on fire. There's plenty to talk about. This was just an all-round all fun experience if you're a Bucks fan. So let's get into it. Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. I'm your host, James Pittman, alongside me is Fanta Fruhoop and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. Uh, I completely botched that intro. I'm a little distracted because I'm in a different environment here. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that. And also, my audio is not great. I'm on AirPods, okay? So I just want to acknowledge that right off the top. I'm on the move today. I'm not in my usual environment to podcast. So hopefully, everyone can withstand that uh, for this show uh, today that is brought to you by. Price picks. Uh, check out pricepicks.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Price picks is daily fantasy made easy. And we always thank everyone for making Locked On Bucks their first listen of every day, Frank. And uh, if you're a Bucks fan, I assume you're probably going to sleep and then listening to this podcast and you'll be waking up feeling pretty good. 131 to 116. There was some minor excitement, I guess, in the fourth quarter. I think that was more Staples Center. Just uh, thrilled that they had some something to cheer about because they've been supporting this Lakers team all year long. That has been an absolute disaster. But Giannis was dominant. 44 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists, 17 for 20 from the field. Uh, we've spoken about the Bucks starting to play some better basketball. I mentioned on the podcast yesterday that regardless of what the Lakers have been doing, they've got LeBron, they've got AD, you go in with some trepidation. Uh, but Milwaukee put this on away early. And there's nothing they could do about Giannis. We're going to start with Giannis tonight, Frank. Yeah, I mean, we we sometimes let Giannis's brilliance kind of you know fade into the background noise of 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 the game just because we're so used to it that you know there's usually other things that are like the swings in in wins and losses and things like that. Um, but tonight was one of those nights where it, it has to be the story. And I mean, that was an easy 44 points too. Like it it did not feel like he was. Um, you know, it did not feel like it It took a, a Herculean effort for him to do this. Um, it looked like he was really tired at the end. He got a couple buckets there late um, to, to kind of really ice it. But um, yeah, he was just in complete control. Uh, you know, he started the game. I think he was, was he 10 for 10 or 11 for 11? Um, you know, he just literally could not miss um, from the field. And again, I mean, the second time this season that he has absolutely dismantled Anthony Davis and the Laker defense, now 91 points in two, two games against AD and the Lakers. And, um, you know, I think credit to obviously first and foremost, Giannis, I mean, 17 out of 20 is crazy. I mean, that, you know, I, I think back to the Blazer game last year where I don't know, was he like 18 out of 21 or something like that? I mean, just the, the shooting efficiency at that volume um, is just crazy. And, um, you know, I, I have some late night dryer clothes drying here, as you can hear from that, that <laughs> noise, but um, that was not the buzzer to, to the game. Um, 
but uh, but you know, hits hit, hit a couple of threes for good measure in the first half. Um, he's up over thirty percent, by the way, folks. He he's always seemingly every year now at like thirty point something percent. He's at thirty point three percent. He's been shooting the ball well from three. Um, but yeah, just complete control. And I thought you know played off his teammates really well. Um, you know, Grayson Allen found him for a couple of easy dunks in the first quarter. Um, Bucks just pretty much had the Laker defense just in complete disorder for certainly about three, probably about three and a half quarters, let's say, of this game. And I going into the fourth quarter, Bucks were at, I think, um, 109 points. They needed only 28 to match 137 for the third straight game. Alas, they fall short of that, only scored 23 in the fourth quarter. Um, but I think we'll take it. I think we'll take it. They've now put up 405 points in three in four days, three and zero, averaging 135 points per game. The offense um, just continues to click. Chris Middleton was awesome in the first half. I don't know that he did. He even score in the second half. He finished with 21 points on 19 shots. I don't even know if he scored in the second half. Um, Bobby Portis continues to to just be on fire from three. 23 points, five out of nine from three. But um, you know, and, and Drew Holiday, you know, steady as he goes. 15 points, had a couple of nice buckets in the fourth quarter, 10 assists. Um, you know, again, just the guys that we've been used to seeing get it done all year. Um, once again, got it done tonight. Uh, and, you know, again, Giannis just set the tone, had that early block on Russell Westbrook, then just completely packed Anthony Davis on a mid-range jumper attempt. That really kind of set the tone for the game. And, you know, I think the shooting efficiency is crazy. 44 points on 20 shots, um, you know, eight assists to go with the 14 rebounds, a steal, those couple blocks. And probably the most impressive thing, you know, we've talked about how turnovers had been occasionally an, an issue for him and, and Chris um, over the past couple of months, especially when Drew wasn't around. But Giannis, no turnovers tonight either. Um, you know, this was just a, a masterpiece from him. And, you know, statistically, uh, he's had just some absolutely incredible games over his career. But you know, this is probably going to be one of those that when you look around to sort of the overall body of work, the efficiency, um, doing it in 35 minutes, um, this is this is going to be pretty high up on his list of just sort of all around, just completely dominant performances. Well, it is, but I was just thinking about that. I, I think if you go back and look at some of the individual games that he's had against LeBron, there's some massive ones. And I, I a lot of them memorable, particularly earlier in his career, because these were these almost breakout national TV performances that he had. And I was thinking uh, that this is probably going to get lost in the shuffle eventually because the game was a non-event. And so that all of a sudden, the, the performance will get lost. But uh, the zero turnovers, I remember looking in the third quarter and he had zero turnovers. And I thought, geez, that's pretty impressive. But I, I didn't realize he got through the whole game uh, without picking one up there. But your point about it being an easy dominant performance for me is the one. When you talk about Giannis and the way he controls games now, and there was some physical stuff where he was just too big and he was too strong where he'd, he'd power up under the baskets for sure, and they needed a couple of those baskets late in the game. Uh, but there was also the control. There was the post-up on LeBron and the turnaround fadeaway, which they obviously put that in slow-mo, and doing that on LeBron is, is pretty epic stuff. That's cool to see. That and We were talking about that turnaround jump shot last week, and regardless of whether you think it's a great shot, it's still very cool when he does that backing down LeBron because LeBron's been doing that to everyone for the better part of the last two decades. There was also the knocking down the couple of threes. He shot the three while the last couple of nights, as you pointed to. Next thing, AD's biting on a three, which is just an absolute boneheaded play from Anthony Davis. But he's like, okay, now you're going to start biting on this. I'm going to the free throw line. Some of the passing. So 
Uh, I think that was the the incredible thing for me. It wasn't just your normal Giannis dominating teams. He's like, ah, I'm going to score in this way. Now I'm going to score this way. Now I'm going to facilitate. There's nothing you can do to stop me, which uh, we understand the Lakers have been struggling, but nonetheless doing that against a LeBron team is still pretty jarring. It's jarring to see him just physically, whatever way, mentally dominate a team uh, that LeBron's on the, on, the other, on the other side of the floor. Yeah, and I, I think it also, you know, what he's done to Anthony Davis. I mean, it's not like Anthony Davis is like bad at defending one-on-one or something like that, but it just sort of highlights like, you know, the, the trap I think that teams can fall into when they have individual defenders that they feel like they can put on Giannis 1v1. And, you know, AD is the obvious guy here, but they, you know, they try to put LeBron on him as well. We, we've seen in the past, a couple of years ago before the bubble, remember that the loss they had in, uh, LA where Giannis hurt his knee and had a pretty big game, but the the Lakers ended up winning. And and that was like part of like LeBron's, oh, can he win that? Can he snatch the MVP um, narrative? Um, LeBron had some good defensive moments in that game. And when LeBron puts his mind to it, I mean, he's still enormous and really strong, even though he's not as tall as Giannis. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you just saw tonight. I mean, to ask anybody one-on-one to try to defend Giannis is just, it's just a really tall order. And, you know, Trevor Reza got thrown in there a few times. I mean, Trevor Reza, sorry, man. Like, you're, you know, you're not going to have much of a chance. Um, and, you know, again, he he didn't have to just ISO his way to all those points either, right? We saw Chris throw a great lob to him off an out-of-bounds play, which we've seen twice now in the last week. We haven't really seen that much this year after they started to do that a lot, lot more last year. Um, we saw a number of alley-oops um, tonight for him. Uh, and, you know, again, just kind of rolling to the rim, um, hanging around around the paint, basket teammates finding him for for easy finishes. and. Um, you know, again, it's, it's nice when Giannis can just sort of play like a big guy and, and not have to create all his own shots. And we saw tonight, you know, again, Laker defense, um, it's, it's pretty rough. Uh, it's pretty rough. And, um, that's been a, a theme for them all year. Um, but you know, I think if you want to take, take some things from this game, you know, if you're, if you're Mike Budenholzer, um, Bucks 64 paint points, Lakers 64 paint points, the Lakers really were able to pretty much bully the Bucks inside um especially in that second half when they you know mounted that comeback that got them to within 10 it was pretty much uh lebron and stanley johnson just sort of driving bullying with reckless abandon towards the rim and, and getting some finishes or putting the ball up on the rim getting some tip-ins things like that so you know again this was not a, a work of art from the bucks defensively by any stretch of the imagination uh, i think they ended up about like 112 defensive rating um and about a 128 offensive rating so hey you will gladly take this performance Bucks and Bucks fans should sleep very well tonight after this game. Um, but, you know, I think we saw in the second half there, um, getting out to that big lead, uh, you know, we talk about the rubber band effect, you know, you get up this really big lead, Bucks led by as many as 30. And, you know, again, it's kind of just human nature to kind of let up a little bit. And, you know, again, I thought a lot of fouling by the Bucks and Lakers had a lot of success getting the rim in the second half. So certainly some things that they can continue to work on there. But overall, I mean, the offense is an absolute machine right now. And certainly, you know, we talked about this road trip. It's a you know four-game road trip. You got the hardest game on, on the tail end of it going into Phoenix with the rematch of the finals. Um, you know, we talked about winning those first two was great on the back-to-back because it guarantees, hey, you got a, at least a 500 trip. You knew you could come in tonight and you'd be the favorite to, to come away with another win. Now you're 3-0. and And look, if you can beat the Suns, they've been the hottest team in basketball. If you can beat them, Awesome. That's probably a new high point for the season, you know, capping off an awesome road trip. You know, if you fall short, not the end of the world, um, you know, you've been playing much better basketball. So obviously I think both teams are going to be really motivated on Thursday for that rematch of the finals. Um, But again, Bucks, I think at a minimum have been playing better basketball overall. They're not just kind of 
squeaking their way to wins here. And again, not the hardest of competition here over these past three games on this road trip. But again, you know, these are still road road games. You had a back to back over the weekend. Um, you know, nobody's nobody's just handing you these games. And um, obviously we saw earlier in the season, the Bucks had their share of stumbles. And, you know, lo and behold, you look at the standings, Bucks just one loss behind the heat uh, for the top spot in the East. So remains extremely jam packed. You know, you lose a couple of games, you go tumbling down three, four spots. But um, Philly getting a loss at the hands of the Suns. Thank you, Suns, tonight. Um, puts the Bucks again at 35 and 21. The Heat are at 35 and 20 and still very compact, but always nice to see the Bucks creeping up higher into those standings as well. Uh, it certainly is. For anyone that uh, had Giannis and thought that he was going to get 40 plus points tonight, you probably did pretty well. But uh, speaking of props, you can go to prize picks. Because if you are looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA, then you need to try the award winning app prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Uh, you guys know I love it already. I've been talking about it for a while, but you will too. It's easy to use. All you have to do is get two to five players and then over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, so uh, that's how easy it is. And uh, we have a, a pretty good deal for you guys as well. There is a mixed sports entry, so with the Super Bowl coming up, you can also uh, take a look there as well. But for a limited time, PricePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all our users. Users get 50 bucks free if a player uh, if a player's first PricePix entry scores a single point. Uh, but you have to use the code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use code NBA for 50 bucks free. If a player in your first PricePix entry scores a single point, uh, that's PricePix Daily Fantasy made easy. Well, we did have a couple of trades around the NBA earlier today as we're recording this. And uh, we always thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every single day. But speaking of trades, the NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 10 at 3 p.m. Eastern time. We're getting very close. And the Locked On NBA podcast will be covering it live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, the Locked On Fantasy Basketball legend, Josh Lloyd, to get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to Locked On NBA on YouTube. Turn on your notifications and you'll know when they go live. So you mentioned the out-of-bounds uh, lob play late in the game. We had uh, some new terminology surface uh, from a Twitter user. The Twitter user was me. Uh, that uh, particularly late in the game, the uh, correct uh, terminology for that uh, late game lob play uh, is a P-U-I-O-L-I-S-L-O-B-L-P. That's the post-loser or user sideline out-of-bounds lob play. Uh, it never fails. Uh, shout out to our friend Eric Name uh, to help out with that. But you mentioned Bobby Portis, and it's interesting because obviously today the three-point contest participants were named. Uh, we, along with other Bucks fans, have been, including Bobby Portis himself, has been uh, advocating for Bobby to make the three-point contest. It would have been very fun. Uh, no one in the NBA is having more fun playing basketball than Bobby Portis right now. Uh, I think he's had tw- three straight games. Oh, 20 points. Bucks PR tweeted uh, that that's a career a career best for him, or with the Bucks, that's a career best. Uh, five for nine from three tonight. And you mentioned that this wasn't exactly a defensive masterpiece. And I thought that to myself uh, through three quarters. I said, well, the Bucks have got 109 points. That's good. Uh, but the Lakers have 85. They're, if the Bucks offense does fall away, they might find themselves in a bit of trouble. Bobby Porter hit another three in the fourth quarter. He just continues to hit big shots for this team. I was thinking to myself, if Anthony Davis had the mentality of Bobby Portis, 
then he might actually get close to what to to the reputation to what his reputation says he actually is. Because Bobby Portis, everyone loves this guy. They were talking about him uh, so much on the broadcast on TNT tonight. Uh, but his hot streak is getting out of control. And uh, I saw a few people on Twitter talking about the money that this man is going to earn. And we don't want to look too far ahead to the future. But if he keeps playing like this, this man will have the opportunity to earn significant money coming up here in a few months' time. Yeah, I mean, for the Bucks, it, it it's not that complicated because they can only offer him with the early bird rights, essentially the kind of a, an offer starting at the mid level with, with raises. So um, I'd have to double check what it would be, but you know, something on the order for like a 10 million ish starting salary um, for four years. So something in the kind of mid forties range, you know, when, when all is said and done, um, you know, at this point, yeah, give him the money, um, <laughs> you know, hope, hope he accepts it uh, and he can't find more money elsewhere. Uh, but honestly, I mean, you know, like I, I think this is such a good fit for Bobby as well. Yeah. He's not, you know, he's got Giannis and Drew to kind of cover for him defensively. Um, and, you know, he's just he gets tons of open looks and man, his three point shooting has has come back, um, you know, bounced back from from that kind of mini slump. Um, apparently, you know, I think he's he's shouted out Eric. I think whenever Eric uh, mentions to him that he's in a slump, then he gets gets himself back in gear and starts to hit a bunch of threes. And I think Eric did that. Uh, before the road trip. So thank you, Eric, um, for, for motivating Bobby to start making threes again. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, there's probably a, you know, one of the most fun things watching this Bucks team, obviously Giannis dunks, blah, blah, blah. Right. But, um, but there's something about just the energy when Bobby Portis is knocking down threes and, you know, forcing the other team to call timeouts. Cause he, you know, goes on a run where he hits a couple threes and, you know, gets a little push shot and things like that. And uh, we saw that again tonight, uh, just, you know, again, just the night's night consistency from him. Um, you know, it's funny. I mean, just thinking about like, you know, the idea of losing Brooke Lopez, I feel like a lot of people have, have talked about like, you know, appreciating Brooke Lopez more because he's been gone, right? Absence makes the hearts grow fonder. Flip side is, I mean, Bobby's been so good that, you know, I think in the grand scheme of things, you know, you, you haven't missed Brooke as much as I I, th I think I would have expected them to, right? And we've talked about how some of that is due to maybe some shooting luck, the opponents shooting really poorly and probably masking some of their, you know, uh, deficiencies defensively. And obviously Bobby's part of that. But, uh, but I think overall, I mean, you can't ask for anything more from him. He shot the ball so well from three last year. He thought, oh man, he can't, he's not going to, he's not going to shoot 47%. But I mean, after tonight, he's probably up near 43% again, which for a guy who is taking more three, I mean, that's the other thing too. He's not taking a small volume of threes. He's upped his volume. He's confident every night. You know, he's not going to back down. Um, he's going to look for shots and for him to be, continue to be really efficient in spite of the fact that he doesn't shoot a lot of free throws. He takes a lot of mid range jumpers. Um, you know, it's just a testament to, to just how well he's been playing and, you know, his rebounding, the Bucks have, have held on, have held up pretty well, you know, in terms of rebounding this year, defensive rebounding. I mean, it's a little bit worse than last year, but in the grand scheme of things, um, you know, again, Bobby Portis is, um, you know, you know, the, the meme, the, the flex tape meme where they, you know, show the, the, the big, uh, big thing of water and then the guy slaps the flex tape on and magically fixes it. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying Bobby Portis, you know, makes, <laughs> makes Brooke Lopez redundant or anything like that, but Bobby has certainly been a, a big, big old slap of flex tape uh, on the Bucks big man rotation. And I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just crazy, right? I mean, I, I certainly was among the people that were, you know, kind of 
skeptical about exactly how much value he could bring when he was when he first signed with the Bucks before last season, right? We knew he could score, but he's really going to help you win games night in and night out. Um, you know, we saw him last year. He had some ups and downs, but you know, we saw the scoring, the shooting was great, and even with the the bumps that that he had in against the Nets, you know, obviously eventually really falling out of the rotation that series, came back and was obviously a big part of the Bucks' success closing out the Hawks when Giannis goes down, and then. Um, you know, Bobby Portis, two huge shots in fourth quarter of a game six clinching victory for an NBA championship. I mean, uh, it's been just a an awesome ride for Bobby, the future mayor of Milwaukee, and um, been really fun to just see him continue to play so well on this road trip. And, and again, when, when Bobby Portis is playing at this level, um, Bucks don't lose games, right? I think there was that stat they flashed on the screen, like when he hits two or more threes, they're like 19 and two, now 20 and two. Um, when Bobby's shooting well and giving you that ancillary scoring, the Bucks just are are so, so tough to stop. And uh, again, it's just, just really fun to watch. You can tell they have a great time. You know, there's a team that's really enjoying playing with each other. And obviously they've done, they've done everything together now, having won a championship as well. So um, long live Bobby Portis. And uh, you know, if he doesn't make the the three point shootout, that I, I'm okay with that. I've seen Chris Middleton struggling the three point shootout, you know, I don't, I don't need anybody for kind of, you know, bringing Bobby Portis's, uh, you know, bring Bobby Portis down, right? Like just go on a nice vacation, Bobby, um, do your thing and uh, rest up and just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, no doubt. It's just further confirmation of the old theory that uh, teams, contending teams should be pillaging franchises like the Knicks, uh, like the Wizards, like the Sacramento Kings for these guys that look like they have talent but haven't exactly been able to find their footing, put him in a good system with a good franchise with some developmental coaches and uh, you don't know what you could find. And for the Bucs, uh, it, it's been huge. And a lot of the times you can get those guys for, for cheap as well, which is, which is also the added bonus. It's kind of like, uh, for me, if I'm eating a, a normal protein bar and then I go to Bilt Bar, there's some potential that I could have there, but then going to the Bilt Bar it takes you to the next level, uh, which is exactly kind of basically what the Bucks have done with Bobby Portis. And uh, this is the time of year that uh, some people have given up on their New Year's resolutions, but don't do it this year. Stick to your resolution, eat right, and do it thanks to Built Bar. It's almost like it's uh, not really a resolution because you will actually be enjoying them uh, more than ever. If you haven't tried the Puffs, uh, then you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. The Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they are a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate as well, as all the bars are. They're low-calorie, high-protein. You can replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories, not with Built Bar. You're at about 130. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you get 15% off your order. Uh, that's uh, promo code LOCKED15 at built.com for 15%. Frank, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go from here? Have you got more you want to discuss from this uh, joyous game at the Crypt? Uh, is there anything else you've got on your mind that you want to, you want to get out at 12.06 a.m.? Central Time on a uh, Wednesday morning. The the floor is yours. Uh, let us know what you're thinking at this time of night. Um, I briefly mentioned Grayson Allen earlier. Um, I thought he had a nice night. Really, I I feel like he did pretty much all of his damage in the first half. But 12 points on nine shots, uh, four assists. We mentioned a couple of really nice feeds to Giannis. Um, that's one thing that I think I was curious about. Come, you know, with him coming to the Bucks, I was curious. You know. 
at Duke and stuff like he kind of had like, you know, he was never like like the point guard, but he'd had sort of flashes of like, okay, he can bring the ball up and, you know, initiate offense a little bit. We really haven't seen that a lot of that from him. You know, I think he's obviously clearly much more of a, a shooter guy off ball. Um, can occasionally take in pick and roll, but he's mostly looking for his own shot. And I thought tonight, um, you know, we saw him a couple times finding Giannis um, off of uh, off of screens and and being able to get Giannis dunks in the first quarter, and then uh, taking handoffs and attacking and uh, and then hitting a little short like mid range push shots. So um, you know, Grayson Allen, shout out to Grayson Allen. Every Buck starter had at least twelve points, um, and Grayson was a part of that kind of good start. And you know, honestly, this game. Was never really very, was never really very yeah. close, right? It just felt like the Bucks um, were in control uh, from from really the first quarter onward, and um, was fun to see Drew Holiday. Um, I think he only took like four shots or something like that in the first like two and a half quarters. He really was not looking for a shot much at all. You know, you I think you and Justin talked about this the other night that you know um, he had the huge game against the Clippers and I think against the Blazers, like he was barely even looking for a shot. But um, tonight he kind of grew into it as the game went on had a couple more of his very typical drew, like, you know, he's, he's kind of backing guys down. He's got like guys like Austin Reeves or Avery Bradley, or, you know, these, these kind of shorter guys on him that he thinks he can take advantage of. And you never know exactly how he's going to finish. Right. Like sometimes like he, he had that one where it was just like a five foot shot, but he shot it like twice as high as he thought he, thought he the needed high to. Arc is a crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's pretty fun watching just sort of like the creativity on some of the finishes from him. Um, so, uh, and a couple of those were in the fourth quarter when, you know, again, not that the game was like, you know, getting really close, but Lakers get it down to, to 10 at a couple points and, and drew and Giannis, uh, made sure that, uh, that, that it didn't get closer than that. And again, a couple steals, a block, um, and, you know, we've seen it, right. Bucks continuing to run this sort of switch everything scheme. Um, I'm fine with it from a just like getting rep standpoint. I think, uh, you know, Drew is, is really crucial to enabling something like that because, um, you know, again, very few point guards can be in a scheme like that and not just be like taken advantage of over and over by, by bigger players. And, um, you know, I think we saw it again tonight, like, you know, he just competes, right. He, whether it's Anthony Davis, whether it's LeBron, um, you know, not saying that, that you necessarily would seek out that matchup. We've, we've seen him, uh, the Pelicans would put him on LeBron like by choice as like a primary defender. I think LeBron's a little too big for him sort of, you know, possession after possession, but in these switch scenarios, again, it's just, he's just so impressive the way he can hold his ground and compete and, and just make life hard on, on bigger guys. So, um, so yeah, I thought, uh, again, a little shout out to Drew and, and Grayson, um, you know, it was kind of a, a story of halves. Giannis was just incredible. Tw- 23 points in the first half, 21 points in the second half. Drew was more of a second half guy. Bobby was pretty even. And then Chris and Grayson were, were certainly much more in the first half. So, um, so yeah, just a, just a fun night. And, um, you know, uh, again, some, some, you know, some things they can get, certainly get better at, but, um, I thought, uh, you know, you, you think about just a road trip where you're trying to get out of it, trying to kind of push up in the standings, not much more you can ask for than from these first three games. And then what you've seen, they've just looked really sharp. They've been shooting the ball really well. And, um, you know, they've taken at least some shots. Team, you know, it's not like they've just faced teams that have been completely unlucky from three-point range. The Lakers are just kind of a bad three-point shooting team, 31% tonight. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, that just sort of was was who they are. And, by the way, one other thing, I mean, the man, you know, Westbrook, I thought, was was pretty good against the Bucs um, in the first matchup with LeBron out. You know, he was obviously 
ball was in his hands a lot. And, and I thought he really made an effort to, to drive and kick and, and not kind of put up a lot of bad jump shots. Um, but man, when he's up there with LeBron and AD, what is the, you know, what's the point of Russell Westbrook on this, on this team when he's out there with those guys, like he's just, you know, bucks and every other team they're, they don't guard him. And when the ball's not in his hands, he's just, you know, you're basically playing four on five. So I don't know. It's just tough to watch. And, you know, I think I'm sure I know a lot of smart people and I think it seemed pretty obvious that that was not a great fit when they kind of went all in to acquire him last summer. But um, yeah, that's just a, that's just a rough, just a rough fit there. And um, I have no idea. I have no idea what comes, what kind of happens next for the Lakers, but um, you know, LeBron, I mean, LeBron still looks really good. You know, I mean, it's amazing. Like the numbers he's putting up are pretty incredible still, but um, but man, that's just a that's just a team that is is not not very well constructed. When Malik Monk and Stanley Johnson are your like your third and fourth best players, uh, seemingly that's that's probably not a great sign. Uh, a couple of quick notes, I guess, before we wrap this up. Greg Monroe, uh, let's say uh, not a bad night for Greg. Look, we understand why why he's back here. Uh, maybe you saw it tonight, but uh, again, he's a body, and he was out there. I was surprised to look at the box score and see he actually played 15 minutes tonight. It's kind of kind of shocking to me that he was out there for that much, but things didn't go too well, particularly when he was trying to, to score around the basket. Uh, one other note, uh, Wesley Matthews didn't do a lot tonight, so I'm not trying to say it was the type of performance that Lakers fans would have been thinking, oh my God, well, you know, Wesley Matthews. But I did have a little chuckle to myself. You mentioned Trevor Ariza earlier in the podcast. Uh, he's out there starting for the Lakers. Wes Matthews was the ninth guy off the bench for the Bucks, And it's like, yeah, that's the role that Trevor Ariza should be playing at this uh, stage of his career, not being asked to play major minutes in a major role for the Lakers. So anyway, they just look like a bunch of weird, ill-fitting individuals that uh, don't stand much of a chance. It's, it's kind of strange to see. The the irony is, I don't know if you remember seeing this, that Rob Palenka, I think, was was pounding the drum of, hey, don't judge us until Trevor Rees is healthy. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean... I, I think seen, we could have judged. Yeah, I think we could have judged you before that. Um, and hey, Car- Carmelo didn't even play tonight. So I mean, you know, yeah. I don't know. Do the, do the Bucks score 150 if Carmelo plays tonight? Um, especially if he was taking Stanley Johnson's minutes. I mean, Stanley Johnson, you know, had a 16 points on 13 shots. Um, you know, I thought he gave them some nice minutes. Actually, he, he's actually kind of carved out a nice little, nice little role for himself. But again, it's like, you know, when you're relying on Stanley Johnson to be kind of your your like go-to wing stopper slash six man. It's, it's tough. So, um, and Talon Horton Tucker, the, the Lakers prized, uh, uh, trade asset four points on three shots in 29 minutes. So that's how that's going. Yes. Uh, I couldn't help but think late in the game when the Lakers were making a, trying to make a little bit of a charge. And uh, as you pointed to, they're not a good three point shooting team, which obviously makes it difficult when you are trying to make a major comeback. When Austin Reeves took that uh, step back in transition, one dribble, I thought to myself, that's very Westbrookian. He's been spending too much time with Russell Westbrook uh, attempting that shot, and that pretty much ended the game. So either way, sad times, I would say, if you're a Lakers fan. I don't know what they're going to be able to achieve over the next couple of days. I know we've had a lot of people ask about the trade deadline. still a couple of days away here. We've kind of loosely discussed it along the way, for the most part, just because the Bucks, we understand their situation. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of major moving parts there, but we do have a day tomorrow before the trade deadline. If anything happens before then, we'll discuss it. If not, we'll, we'll look look ahead to what could potentially happen in the next day or moving forward. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's, uh, I'm not expecting major things for the Bucks, obviously, 
Um, but the trade deadline could be interesting nonetheless, particularly for any Ben Simmons or James Harden observers uh, out there in the universe. So we'll see what happens, Frank. Who knows? Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't expect anything big, but um, Dante DiVincenzo, I don't know. Feels like a coin flip whether or not he's on this roster post-trade deadline, um, but, um, but we'll see. Um, again, I think uh, most important acquisition the Bucks can make at this point is Brooke Lopez coming back from injury. Um, you know, we know he's been on the trip with them, getting his back checked out. I think Bud had some comments suggesting something vaguely positive, <laughs> positive from, from his latest checkup. Um, but again, just uh, <laughs> when, when, when we may see Brooke uh, remains uh, an open question. I, I don't think it's going to be very soon, but again, still two plus months left in the regular season. So there's still, there's still time for, for him to take his time. And again, last thing we want to do is, is see Brooke get rushed back, especially given Bucks kind of holding their own and again, continue to claw their way back up in the standings without him. Nothing sums up the situation better than uh, my good friend Malika Andrews, who I do love, who said today on NBA Sales tweeted out that the Bucks are optimistic that Brooke Lopez could return in the coming weeks or months. <laughs> <laughs> well, that nails it down. Maybe years. We're hoping it's more weeks than years. We'll see with Brooke Lopez. But either way, like I said, we'll be back for the podcast tomorrow. Don't forget to check out Locked On Best. Uh, with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling as well. Uh, again, for those that have been able to stick through this, apologies for the audio. I'm on the road today, but, uh, you know, from time to time, this uh, this type of thing happens. But either way, you're everyone's in good spirits. The Bucks beat the Lakers. They're rolling 3-0 on the West Coast road trip. Be back tomorrow in the lead-up to this game against the Phoenix Suns. But Frank and myself, we'll leave it there. Uh, sleep well, Frank. Go get some rest. Thanks, man. So we're, we'll all sleep well. Bucks Nation sleeps well tonight, and um, again, uh, let, let's just appreciate Giannis Adetokounmpo's greatness, right? Um, we've been seeing this for a better part of a decade now, and man, again, guys, like we're never going to see another player like this. Just, just enjoy it, appreciate it. Let's keep talking about it, and um, yeah, long live Giannis. See you guys tomorrow.